Hello, dear sister in Christ. My name is Pat Domingue. I'm founder of On Fire Ministries, and at On Fire Ministries, our mission is to ignite a passion for Christ in the heart of women and to inspire them to apply God's Word to their everyday life because I believe that God's Word really does work. So today I want to invite you to join me as we talk about preparing ourselves to deal with difficult people and loving the unlovable. At the end of today's broadcast, I will share how to get my free resource, How to Prepare Ourselves to Deal with Difficult People and the Unlovable. Last weekend, I spoke at a women's retreat. At the retreat, they had a table filled with books and Bible studies that were from their church's resource room and from other personal contributors as well. The books were there as a gift for the women to choose from for themselves and, and take one or even a few of them home with them. At the end of the retreat, there were still some books left on the table, so I selected one for myself. I made my choice because I had personally met the author and because of the title. The author was Florence Litower. She taught speakers public speaking classes many years ago, and I had been through one of her public speaking courses. The title of the book was How to Get Along with Difficult People. As much as I wish it weren't true, the reality is any direction we take in life, we will have to face difficult people along the way. As a matter of fact, if we're honest, sometimes we might be the difficult person ourselves. So just this morning, I apologized to my pastor for speaking very negatively in a discussion we had yesterday. And just so you know, my negative words were nothing about him or towards him, but towards a project that he is having to oversee. And the entire night, I felt extremely unsettled that I had been so negative and so negatively opinionated. And I knew that my words were not helpful or edifying in any way. And I surely don't want to be the one who speaks words that discourage my pastor, but instead, I want to be an encouragement to him. So since we realize that sometimes we are the difficult person, one way to deal with those moments when our difficult side shines through is to apologize. In 27 years of marriage, I have learned that apologies go a long way. Facing difficult people starts at an early age. I remember picking up my oldest daughter from school one day when she was in the first grade. She got in the car, she slammed the the door and started crying. I asked what was happening, what was the problem, and she told me how another child had mistreated her and embarrassed her because her teacher called on her to write on the chalkboard instead of the other child. And this minimal incident introduced my six-year-old daughter to life facing difficult people. You might imagine that as a mom, I also did not like how the other child treated my daughter. You know how us moms are. You can mess with me, but don't mess with my kids. However, I was as an adult and I also had the Holy Spirit living in me to remind me that I needed to teach my daughter the best way to handle this situation. So I assured her that the other child's actions were not appropriate towards her, but that forgiving her and loving her in spite of her unkind actions would be the best way to deal with this. So the reality is facing difficult people is inevitable, but how we deal with them is what matters. First John 4 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. 
Love one another really sounds right and it sounds good and we all know that we should. However, we live in a world where love one another is not so easy. People can be really hard to get along with and love one another can easily slip through the cracks. If we do anything, we often encounter difficult people, whether we're shopping, eating out, at school, at work. Of course, sometimes those difficult people reside very close to our heart as friends and family, but how about ourselves? Have you ever been the hard to get along with person? Now, I hate to admit it, but I know I've been the difficult person before. And maybe it was a difficult season and I was under a lot of stress and then things just didn't go as I wanted. And before I know it, love one another was the last thing on my mind. And I'm not proud of that. But when I encounter someone with a bad attitude, I struggle with wanting to throw their attitude right back at them. And not only does that do no one any good, but it also doesn't show Jesus living in me. 1 John 4, 8 says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Honestly, I believe God allows us to be confronted with difficult people as a training ground to learn to love when loving isn't easy. Since we belong to Jesus, we want to emulate his ways and his character. In Luke 6, 27, Jesus said, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Jesus lived that out by loving and dying for his enemies. I want to read Luke 6, 27 through 36 because it's so important to what we're talking about. This is Jesus' words. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other one. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. In that passage of Scripture, Jesus covered many aspects of doing good to people who wrong us. And we will be wronged in this life, and in those times, we have a choice to make. Are we going to get angry and give them what they deserve? Are we going to let God grow our character and maybe even use us to reveal His love to another? Thinking back to my pre-Jesus days, being the difficult person came easy and natural to me. I was loaded down with sin and shame, and I lived angry about the mess of my life, even though it was a mess of my own making. Over the past 27 years, Jesus transformed my life in a huge way, but I still battle with that old, difficult person inside when life doesn't go as I think it should. About nine years ago, my husband and I paid someone to do a job for us. The job did not come close to meeting my expectations. I was so upset that I lost control of my thoughts and feelings. I confronted the man in a way that was not who I wanted to be or how I wanted to act. I didn't use any ugly language, but I I was ugly nonetheless. 
After the confrontation, the Holy Spirit convicted me that I had misrepresented Jesus. However, I justified it with the money that we paid and that I had not used foul language. So three years ago, my husband and I started another project and our contractor sent one of his subcontractors for the first stage of our project. The man who I so contemptuously confronted six years earlier was the first man on the job. All I could think was how like God. I had never done what I knew I should have done. I had never apologized for my behavior. And I knew this was God giving me the opportunity to make it right. And while I knew this would not be easy, I also knew Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The first day he was on the job, I was sick the whole day trying to figure out what to say and when to say it. The first day ended without my apology. However, my opportunity came on the second day. I apologized for how I acted toward him six years before and he graciously accepted my apology. I tell this story because remembering our own shortcomings and our need for others to extend grace to us at certain points in our lives reminds us that others deserve that same grace. It's so much easier to extend grace to others when we remember that someone extended grace to us. And this helps us when we face difficult people. So let's go back to that love one another from 1 John 4, 7 and connect it with Romans 12, 18. Romans 12, 18 says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. God's word continually reminds us loving others isn't based on their attitudes and actions toward us, but instead God calls us to live a life of loving others even if and when they really don't deserve it. If someone hurts us with their words or mistreats us, we base our response and reactions on knowing, hearing, and responding to God's word as our foundation and guide for the life that we live. The truth is God is with us and he continually extends grace and mercy to us. He extends grace to us when we ourselves are the unloving person and when we face an unloving person. God's calling for us is to rise higher than the unloving person we've been in the past and to rise higher than the unloving person we will face in the future. God extends his grace and fills us with his power to rise above others ugliness, and injustice. And through us, he reveals his love to others when we love one another. When God allows us to be confronted with difficult people, we have to make a choice. Are we going to get angry? Are we going to give them what they deserve? Are we going to let God grow our character and reveal his love to others? If we want our default response based in love one another, we need to prepare ourselves with the mental commitment to love one another before facing difficult people. Being prepared may change your day and it may change theirs too. So I want to share with you some steps basically of how to prepare yourself to love the unlovable. The first thing is to write down a time when you were the difficult person. Sometimes being honest with ourselves about ourselves is the hardest step of all, but it can can be a great tool to help us in future encounters with others. And then use this as a way of remembering that every single one of us needs grace extended to us at different times in our lives. The second step is to know what God says about how he calls us to respond to others mistreating us. 
I want to encourage you, first of all, to read 1 John 4, 7 through 8, Luke 6, 27 through 36, Romans 12, 18, and Philippians 4, 13. And if you happen to be in a situation where you are facing a difficult person daily, I suggest writing all these scriptures out and keeping them in a place that you can go to every time you need a reminder of what God's word says about how to respond to those who are difficult that we're facing. Then number three is to pray for God to give you the ability to see the positive qualities in the difficult person or people that you may be encountering. Prayer helps us focus on God and his ways, and it helps us rise above any ugliness and injustice. Seeing the good in others helps us shift the focus from the bad to the good. Focusing on the good benefits everyone. Use those positive qualities that you identify as a way of speaking positively towards them. Oftentimes, this can diffuse a precarious situation. I created a free resource for you to be able to download, print out, and practice these steps. To get your free resource, How to Prepare Ourselves to Deal with Difficult People and Love the Unlovable, go to onfire-ministries.org, go to the free Bible resources tab, click on that and scroll to the bottom of the page to get this free resource. And I would love to hear from you after you've practiced with this resource for a little while. I say that because sometimes this is takes a little bit of work. It's not something that's just going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to do this and we've got this thing all figured out. So before I say goodbye, I do want to invite you to join me on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, to get daily morning prayers and biblical encouragement for Christian women. Check out my website to read my blog and also to find other free resources that I offer or even a Bible study that you might want for yourself or for a group study. And also, please rate and review and share this podcast with others that someone else can be encouraged. Until we meet again, have a blessed and beautiful day.